You are now listening to the Beat Bodega, a music podcast. Music and talk for all you bitches. Enjoy. All right, we are back finally after surviving Snowpocalypse 2021, this uh, polar vortex that sucked me in. I am happy to see you guys. It feels like an eternity. Dude, seriously, man. See you, you too, man. You have gone through it, my friend. Yes, I have. But how's, how's the weather over there now? It is a beautiful 70 degrees outside. Of course it is. <laughs> yeah, I was I was kind of worried because he, he, Carlos had some outside parties staying with him, so I was afraid they were going to try to eat him if food ran out. <laughs> so I was like, yo, no, but it, what's funny is that I'm like, hey, watch out, man. This is how the Donner party started, right? But in his mind, he heard Donner party, yeah. which, you know, it's relative, yeah. you know, but one ate because they liked the taste and the other one ate for necessity, yeah. you know, so... Yeah, he made it, man. He has all his limbs. Yeah. Cool. And I'm Puerto Rican, so I got that seasoning, you know. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, dude, it was it was brutal, fucking man. I, yeah, I just no, seen all the headlines coming out of there. It's it's insane. Man, no power, no water. It was 44 degrees in my apartment. Oof, dude, rough. that's yeah, man. I I I feel so bad, and just like you know, like everybody's like like was like shitting on Texas. I mean, not you know, on the people. I'm like, bitch. They haven't. They never see snow. How can you be prepared for that? There's no way to be prepared for that. Oh, let, let that happen in Miami. That's. Oh, what, I mean, it's basically the same thing. Yeah, right? you guys at sixty degrees. I mean, it's fur coats. And- I, I feel like you know, and even with the hurricane, even though the destruction it caused, we we can prepare for it somewhat, right? Yeah. Somewhat. You know, this snow's just like, hey, man. From when they they say there's a vortex, but you did not expect it to be no this rough and this bad, right? I don't think anybody did, right? No, no, it was, it was pretty. <laughs> well, listen, <laughs> Carlos, did you get you to 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 rock your Uggs at least? Yeah, twice. Oh, there you go. So you it, really all, it was all worth Uggs? it. No, I don't own Uggs, man. <laughs> well, hey man, there's these. I I I've been wanting to get house slippers, right? They, that they have like that that like I don't know what you call that that cloth lining on there. I think those would be so fantastic to just wear, and you know, and oh, I gotta, tr- I gotta throw the trash away, and then I put them on, and because I usually wear flip flops, but think of the warmth and comfort you would feel with those Uggs. And, and so well, let, well, yeah, let me ask you a question: What's the temperature there right now? Probably like oh no, it's, it's yeah, it's yeah, it's not necessary. But I keep my 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 apartment a nice uh, 69, 70. Nice, yeah. All right, seventy three right now. Yeah, let, let's talk about music, I guess, because that's what we do here. But uh, no, I and realistically, guys, I'm. It's felt like an eternity. I'm happy to, happy to have you guys again and do this shit again, because I wouldn't, I wouldn't do last week again. It sucked. But so, this is our thirtieth episode. Nice, nice, dude. So we figured, or I, I figured I wanted to do something special. And uh, so we wanted to do a tribute to the badass women of music. Um, you know, obviously we're going to miss a few because there's so many. But, uh, you know, as per usual, you know, we, we go around the horn. Uh, we decided to pick six instead of five as like we usually do. Um, but this is a tribute to these amazing women that are in the rock industry and I just realized not, I don't have the list not, of the playlist. What? Not all rock. No, not all rock. Yeah. I, I meant music industry. 
So before we get started, uh, this episode will have a mix. Let me read the let me read the list out to everybody or the songs that are gonna be on it. I think Carlos was the one that messed up this playlist this time around. Because I think he understood covers instead of leading women. There's only three covers there. <laughs> That's more than half your selection. Well, <laughs> so that's actually half my selection, Eric. Okay. <laughs> I know. Who needs perfection? Yeah. But uh, all right. So this is this is the this is the mix that that uh, that we put together for this uh, this episode. So Joan Jett with Crimson and Clover, it's a cover. <laughs> Four Non Blondes with Misty Mountain Hop, uh, it's a Led Zeppelin cover. And uh, Stevie Nicks, Edge of Seventeen. Blondie with Heart of Glass, Janet Jackson with Pleasure Principle, Gloria Stefan with One, Two, Three. Great choice. Yeah, that was, <laughs> strong, strong choice by Gilbert. Sheila E. with The Love Bazaar, Tina Turner, You Better Be Good to Me, Tracy Chapman, Fast Car, Miley Cyrus, Fade Into You, a Mazzy Star cover, uh, Martika with Toy Soldiers. That fucking shit will never die. Yeah. Grimes. <laughs> Grimes with uh, Flesh Without Blood. Pink with What About Us. Kim Carnes with Betty Davis Eyes. Hole with Malibu. Minnie Ripperton with LaFleur. Britney Spears with Lucky. And then finally closing it out, the Queen of Salsa, rest in peace. Celia Cruz with Kimbara. Which that was another strong choice by, that was by Eric. Um, so all right. And, so and 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 sorry not to interrupt, but the the whole is obviously Courtney Love is the, the who I chose for badass women. Right, and like four non blondes that you know it was Linda Perry okay. that we picked and Blondie. I, I, and 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 it wasn't they didn't even get their their solo hit on here, man. What is Who's it? The, and I cry in the morning and I step outside. Yeah, it's no. four non blondes. Yeah. yeah. No, but no, it's, it's not a four non blonde song, is what he's saying. Oh, you know, gotcha! Like, oh, it's that's a, a cover song too. Well, yeah. but th but there's a reason why I picked it. But she's been in the news lately too. I don't know why. I just been coming across for Linda Perry. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Eric, we're gonna start with you first, brother. Yay! <laughs> All right. So I, I picked Celia Cruz, and you know I, I love this song. I'm not a, a big Spanish music listener, and especially like old stuff that I should be listening to. But this song is awesome because the words are completely made up. It's pretty much the, the Spanish equivalent of scatty or dindara, <laughs> dindara, yeah. you know, and, and it was just, um, you know, Kimbara is, it, it, it's like, it, it's meaning is rhythm. Right. And it was just her honing her African roots and mending them with like Cuban culture. Mm -hmm. You know, she invented words that meant rhythm. So if you listen and hear and, and feel the flow, Kimbara, 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 you know, it's just, it's scatting all the way and I just thought it was a cool song and and just Celia Cruz she's I guess she's always been big in Miami yeah, like she's an even, icon. yeah she's, even, she's big in the world in bro. that scene you no matter what wherever you went whatever party you went to that you didn't want to with your parents growing up you know that fucking song was gonna be played and when that song was played all the damn adults got on the floor and fucking moved their ass yeah so you know it's it's just you know I again I'm not the biggest fan but how do you how do you live in Miami and not know that song? So I I had to throw her in there. And what one of her, her most iconic performances is so she performed in in Africa. Obviously, you know, sticking to the roots of 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 the music, but 
her band or the band that played for that event was uh, La Fania, which is, you know, the, the, and the guy died this week too. One the of head them. of La Fania, yeah, yeah, one of the founders, Johnny Pacheco, yeah, and then. Um, so, but I mean, in that in that group was Johnny Pacheco, Hector Lavoe, like these are the guys that created salsa, like the the salsa sound that you heard, the modern salsa, like you know, that came out of the clubs in New York. That band was the one that 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 put it out there. So, I mean, her her musicians were incredible. She was, I mean, in, in, incredibly iconic. That was a good recovery there. For a second, I was like, I thought this was a lady show, and then you put her band at the forefront. No, 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 no it, Jesus, it, man, that's the problem with the world today, Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just playing. No, but uh, but no, it, it was. It, it's if you have the opportunity to check out that uh, her performing in Africa, it was it was amazing. So I mean, she she's she may not be known outside of Florida, you know, maybe you know, maybe in. Uh, in the West Coast and in California, where there was a lot of salsa influence too, but throughout the world, she was she's she's a monster. She was she was huge. All right, what else you got, Aaron? Tracy Chapman, Fast Car. Um, I kept this song for for I added this just for personal meaning. Uh, this song is one of those those things that always reminds me that you know just keep pushing forward, man. No matter how hard shit's gonna be, and I think she really captured that when when she's just you know. Hey, you know, it, it, just keep going, driving in our car. Like we're going to, we're going to make a better life. It's yeah, it's going to be a struggle. It's going to be a hard, it's going to be a, it's going to be hard, but if you just keep pushing, you're, you're going to find that, that, that solution or, or that happiness, you'll find something, you know, you don't have that misery is not always going to be there. Um, it's just a personal song for me. And I added it here. I don't think she gets enough credit. Either. No, Tracy Chapman's awesome. Yeah. Um, then next I added Kim Carr. Betty Davis Eyes. Um, it's an iconic song about an iconic lady. And it was the song of the year, a Grammy song of the year. And it, it does give a shout out to Betty Davis. And, but a lot of people confuse with it. Like they, they, they think, okay, what the woman being referenced here, you know, he, she has this attitude and appearance that's someone not to be appreciated. You know, that despite her alluring looks, um, the lyrics of the track are basically a warning to the listener to be wary of such a female. But <laughs> I'm one of those people. To me, it was just like, yeah, that she's fucking cool as shit, you know. And like, it's a badass song. It makes me feel cool. Her and voice, her voice in that song is fucking awesome. Oh god, incredible! That that's when smoking like 80 packs of cigarettes yeah. a day really <laughs> helped. Probably not the, not the healthiest thing for you. Uh, that, that's what I'm working on. That's what I'm working on. When I was sounding like Kim Carnes. No, I sounded like her this morning, man. Her voice on her voice on that song is awesome. And it's just a cool vibe, that song, man. You yeah. just you just hear that even to this day, and you're like, fuck yeah, man. I feel cool. Like I wish I had a suit on or something. You know? yeah. That was probably the second song I listened to the most while putting the playlist together. Like that I had to play it a few times because it got to you. Song. I love yeah. that song. I've oh, always cool. loved that song. Yeah, I've always loved that song. That makes me happy. <laughs> All right, what else you got? Um Mini uh, Mini Ripperton, Lay Fleur. Um, you know, a lot of people know her for the song Love, "Loving You," mm -hmm. but I think this is her her awesome song. This, this is an awesome song. Yeah, it's it's amazing. You know, she's she she had like a, a a five octave vocal range, so you you really hear it flourish in this song and just the chorus of this. There's something so grand about this fucking song, um, and I just love it. Another you know some another artist that we lost too soon. 
Um, you know, like she, like most artists usually die at 27, like Nirvana, uh, Kurt Cobain, but you know, she made it to 31. You know, so you know, like I, it's just a great song, and I had to add this. This one was completely personal to me, and just I had to add it to the playlist. So you know, anybody that's listening could give it, give it a listen, and and see what they think to think of it. She's also here's a little trivia for you. You know who Maya Rudolph is from SNL? Yeah, of course. That's her mother. Yeah. Yeah. So. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, Then I have Grimes with Fresh Without Blood, and you know she just incorporates so many different. Um, styles like stuff that I'm really into these days, like dream pop, synth pop. What is that other one that metropolitan um, art pop, electronic, experimental? And it's just a cool. It's just this this weird eclectic mix of pop music, right? Yeah. And, and you listen to because it could go from like hard goth rave to this like uh, fairy type music, and and her voice is very fairy like. She also happens to be ma- married to Elon Musk. I was, just, I was about to say, it's Elon Musk, baby, awesome baby mama. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you said her song, her, she's very fairy-like when she's, know a lot of fairies, do you? Hey, <laughs> they think they are. <laughs> <That's> the... <laughs> you know, and no, man, but she, you know, she's, she's just, I don't know, man, she's just, she's kind of been in, at the forefront of that movement. You oh, know, yeah. like, um, you, you, we, could, we could put him in with, um, uh, bleachers and, and and all those type of acts like Charlie XEX and I think she's one of the the standouts there that's really you know just kind of just she's, rose above everyone else she's British right she's British I don't know I never I I'm not sure oh. I know she's you know let's you, we could use the internet to find yeah, out I'm gonna, yeah I'm gonna yeah. use the internet right now you know go, go ahead and you could you could Speed, talk to Grimes yeah I I actually aside from being Elon Musk's wife I had never heard any of her music till so we, she's Canadian. Canadian. Oh, oh, yeah, man. Canadians are taking it back. Yeah, she's from Vancouver. Vancouver. Canucks. Yeah. Is that the same? Is that the same? Yeah, you, you got it. Yeah. You could do Canucks. She's a Canuck. And then finally, I added Britney Spears, Lucky. And I did this song ironically because, you know, isn't she lucky? And I recently saw her documentary. Oh, I want to check it out. How is Hulu, it? If Framing Britney. Hashtag yeah. Free Britney. Free Britney, huh? though. Free Britney all day. Free that shit is crazy, dude. Yo, you know it's funny. Like we used to like laugh and all these things of look at her going crazy. But when when you watch that and and the circumstances that led up to those moments, you're like, yo, this this is just a little girl that was just trying to figure her way through life. You know, had the media thrust on her. Yeah. You know, bombarded by the um, the paparazzi because like that's it was during that time that it really took off yeah and and the the photographers were making all of a sudden they're making like twenty thousand dollars per shot so they would instigate situations but other 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 things from there too is just how she was she's been exploited by her her family yeah. um sexualized sex you know because you know like because that wasn't even the way she sounded that wasn't even her style of music you know, like she, they forced her to change her voice and like they, they made her to be, you know, this, what, this, this person. What I think too, is like, I think the, the whole mental health aspect has changed over dramatically over the last, you know, especially not even, not even 10 years, but even five years ago, it's, you know, like the people like, you know, I, obviously you've seen so many people, you know, pass, you know, pass away from suicide. And so they, the, 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 like people made fun of Britney before, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, right, right. And where, where it was I never taken into consideration. Right. I don't think they would do this, be doing the same thing. They'd be 
now asking like, hey, is she okay? Is her mental health okay? And blah, blah, blah. Um, it, uh, yeah, it's even like when we talk about the Amy Winehouse thing, I think it like now people are more like sensitive to these to these subjects of people of you know abuse alcoholism or whatever it might be drug abuse where where i mean like like we mentioned before like with the amy winehouse thing they had like a a, a website counting down until she was dead like right yo that's so crazy and so like even with the britney thing man that was that's just, it's looking back on it man she, that was rough what he did to her like or not even that like i and, and we talked about it on this show how misogynistic we were oh, of course that. like uh the breakup with uh, Justin Timberlake, they go into that. Yeah. And how, you know, and we always, we talked like how fucked up it was that he made that Crimea vi- River, you know, and he put himself out there as a victim. Right. You know, that he broke up, you know, whatever. Hey, shit happens, but you made a fucking video like vilifying her. Well, he, he and come out and apologize. And, and then like go make comments like, yeah, I was with, you know, I hit that. And every time Britney was asking a question, it was like, what did you do? What did you do? You know, it was like she was the villain of this story. Yeah. But he was never questioned. Like, you know, like they like, okay, since I guess he came out and 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 they even take it back to as as um and I'm still sticking with the the the, the misogyny of like just all of us, man. Like we're fucking guilty of this no matter what. I we were raised this way. They have her um as a kid on oh my god, what was uh Johnny Carson's guy, Ed McMahon? Right. Remember Star that Search. show Star, Star Search. Search. The first question he asks her is, do you have a boyfriend? She's fucking seven years old, dude. Like, this girl just sang her fucking heart out. And the only thing he could think to ask her was, do you have a boyfriend? Hmm. Like, we're fucked up too, man. Like, as much as the audience is just as fucked up. And it was was an eye-opener, man. After you watch that, and there are scenes where you just see her lose it and, and... I think that's like, I kind of had my, uh, what do they call it? The woke moment. <laughs> but it was just like, oh my God, that's just a little girl. Yeah. You well, know, that's a little girl that's hiding and doesn't know where to go or who to talk to. Because even when she does these interviews, they want a reaction. Yeah. You know, they want something. And and it, it was hard to watch, man. It was it was really, really hard. Yeah, like the reality, pe- people love a train wreck. And, and the, they don't realize how much they push it. You know, I mean, the, the, so far, I mean, the positive about that documentary, it's like, so she won conservatorship against her father last week, right? Mm-hmm. So like now Did she- Did she win it or they- They, they, they ruled they, against yeah. her father. They ruled right. against her father. But now you, but but from what I, I mean, and mind you, I, I don't know much about, but they, they're saying that there could be an entity that, that can be her. Yeah. Uh, oh, that was another thing that came out of this, that this is a business, a human being- yeah. Pretty much. And that's the whole big struggle with the conservatorship that um, it pretty much states in the document that, yo, this is an end, like a business. We yeah. treat gets, it like he this. Gets, yeah. yeah, she's it's not like a person. She's not a person. Yeah. He gets percentage of as for being a conservative conservator, yeah. I guess. Whatever, I don't no, know. And her attorneys, the attorneys for the dad who she's paying for paying because for it. it's all her fucking money. Dude. I know yeah. it's it's brutal, wild, man. Bro. It's fucked up, man. How wild. does someone not go crazy? Yep. in that situation how does someone not react the way they do you know the freak out was when she was having issues with kevin and her i'm sorry i'm on a first name basis now and her kids she's trying to see her kids and there's this guy bro and and i swear to god when they interview he's like no i just wanted to ask her how she was doing and i was concerned and you're like you're a slimy piece of shit but guess what 
I fucking looked up those pictures too. So am I any better? Not really, man. Yeah. You know, there's a there's a big problem with that, man. Yeah, and it, so, but even when you see like all her like infamous Instagram videos now and her, like you when you hear her talk, she's stuck at that age. You know, she hasn't grown up. Like that, that's, people don't realize how much they have, they've affected her. You know, like it, it's a sad story. I mean, it, it's, but the, the people, you know, outside outsiders looking in, they don't look at celebrities like they're real people. Like it's just, you know, they live in this fictional world that we'll never know. And, but look at, look what they did. They turned, like you said, they turned her into a business and they, you know, they sexualized her and they made, they, everybody made their money off of her and then they forgot about her. I mean, it's a sad well, story. No, they haven't forgotten about her. They're still milking her. <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah. I'm saying, but, but, they're, but look how they're milking her now. Like, like. The Vegas shows that they forced her into yeah. and all this stuff. It's crazy. Yeah. Was that, that your fifth or that your was my Yeah, that was my sixth. That was your sixth? Yes, sir. All right. <clears throat> G-Funk, what do you got, son? All right. My first one, um, somebody we've talked about a lot uh, here, and it's uh, Pink. You know, in the last few episodes, we we found out how fond I am of. Uh, of so, why why do you keep claiming her for yourself? That's my girl. <laughs> no, Again, no, no. The problem with us males. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're not. Cla- we we, uh, we, we do that. Some- like, hey, when we see a girl, like, oh no, no, I got her. I got dibs. Like, <laughs> yo, she, you know, she might like. She might like not like any of us. Yeah. No, but she's she's fucking talented as fuck. She's badass. Yeah. So um, we talked about before in the in like the 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 groups episode like that started off a group and went on that she was in an R and B group called Choice. She went to go get signed. They went to go get signed to to LaFace Records with uh, L.A. Reid and and Babyface. You know they they fell in love with Pink and they're like we'll sign you as a solo artist but not the other two. So the poor other girls who I don't you know guys know being guys guys being guys. guys. <laughs> um they were uh they were told uh that uh, sorry we didn't want you um so when when pink started you know her first album was an r&b album you know um but it wasn't really what pink i guess grew up listening not grew up listening to but she was very you know um uh what's the word like she was into a lot of different type of music you know so i always thought she was more like a, a raver i i think she right? was in that scene yeah. yeah i think she was in that scene in philadelphia um where where they were from um and then um so that her that was her debut album so her second album um was the one that was like more of that pop rock sound and it, and that that's the the, the well I, rewind that lady marmalade before she came out with uh with that was really the one um i said that weird too lady marmalade no but hey man the fact <laughs> that you brought that song up like holy shit how do you well, that, remember that well that because that song really but for had, sure say it right yeah <laughs> um i i'm not french uh, but uh, <laughs> but what you call it? anyway? So um, for the Moulin Rouge soundtrack, it had um, who, it was Maya, uh, Christina Applegate. I mean Christina Applegate. Christina Applegate. Awesome. It had Christina Applegate, yeah. uh, Little Kim, and Pink on it. And um, I forgot Little Kim was on that. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't know why I said share. Yeah, I don't know share where where yeah. she came from. But um, but that song really was like the you know a huge crossover hit for for all of them really on in that song, and um and uh. And then she did, came and dropped that, that second album. So 13 million records of that second album. And that's the one that had like, just like a pill. Uh, uh, Which is uh, one of my favorite songs. Yeah, me it. too. Love that song too. Um, is that the one where she gets punched in the face? Yeah, which actually that really happened. Yeah. 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 She's like all like, it was cool. Cause you see her just, in, she was like in like jet black hair and yeah. all that stuff. So, um, uh, so, but going to her roots, you know, you know where she got that name from pink? Where Gilbert, please tell us. 
Reservoir Dogs. She got it from Mr. Pink. So, <laughs> um, but she's, I mean, obviously we've seen her perform. Like she's, you know, she does like the trapeze um, yeah. thing, sing. I, I mean, I don't know how the hell she'd do that. That's amazing. Um, but I, I, I really, um, I think it was 2017. I think she is when she won the Video Vanguard Award, the Michael Jackson Video Vanguard Award. Oh, and, yeah, she got that. Yeah. And her speech, man, was, man, I, you know, as a matter of fact, I was listening to her and I, and I got emotional thinking about it now. She was just talking about how, how her daughter um, came to her and she's like you know they say i'm ugly i look like a boy with long hair or whatever and she's like she went and like she her first reaction was like such a mom reaction was like all right can i kick a six years old six year old ass <laughs> right and then but then she said that she went and did like a powerpoint um presentation to show her daughter about all these amazing androgynous you know um artists you know david bowie michael jackson freddie mercury annie lennox and blah blah, blah. and she's like it kind of opened up her her you know her daughter's eye like oh my god look at these mates so it was a really moving thing and it was it was I, just you know think about it i got emotional thinking about it or when i saw it again so um she's just a badass dude pink is incredible um the, her, she's so talented i mean like her voice is so her voice is incredible so yeah, um, I just wish I had an ounce of her athleticism, dude. <laughs> yeah, she's a badass. Yeah, right. With that rope shit, I was like, oh my god, I can't even do a pull. But but the fact that she sings while she does it, like she doesn't lose her breath or or anything. I mean, I I got I'm lucky that I got to see her perform twice, both times, two of the best shows I've ever seen in my life. I think she's into dirt bikes too. She, she <laughs> yeah. can ride also. Yeah, I um. Well, I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure her yeah. husband has a lot to do with that. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping she she comes whenever she performs. She usually comes actually to B, uh, BB&T Center. Um, so I'm hoping you know once everything opens up again, she'll come see us. So awesome, go, uh, man! Yeah, you've got us tickets. I, yeah, literally can walk over there. Seriously, so, um, thank you, go. So pink number one, uh, my first one. <laughs> second. <laughs> oh man, second one is Stevie Nicks. Um, you know, I mean, what else can we say about her? Yeah. I'm serious. I mean, the fact that that uh, you know, we, we talked about you know, um, a, that a Mexican dude in a yeah, in a skateboard drinking, drinking cranberry juice yeah. <laughs> was brought back, uh, brought back Fleetwood Mac. But um, um, I mean, yeah, what I you know, it, it was just cool. I think like again, she's a legend. Um, you know what she did with Fleetwood Mac, what she did solo career after. Um, you know, I, I always thought it was cool, like her, her and Lindsey Buckingham's dynamic, along with um, uh, Mick, uh, Mick, and I forgot the other girl, the other lady's name. But there were, you know, married couples yeah. in the thing fighting and blah blah blah. You know, and then, um, and then when she went on a solo thing, that she was later dating Jimmy Iovine, which was when she was recording all those things and just. I mean, she's just yeah. It's a hider, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, from and Tom her, Petty, you talk about like yeah, you talk about like that raspy voice too. Same with Pink. I think it's something about yeah. that that you know like the uh, and this song is hard as fuck. Yeah. Uh, edu- oh yeah, yeah. Um, later sampled by by uh, one of Eric's favorite, Beyonce and uh, and Destiny's Child for Bootylicious. Are you serious? Yes. I, I, God, I, why would you do that? Dude? I don't. Th- I don't think you're ready for that jelly. I, I, I don't. Yeah. I guess so. <laughs> I did not know this. Uh, my love for Beyonce runs so deep. Oh my gosh! Um, and the funny thing is, I I want to say that that she actually co-produced. Like Beyonce was co-producer there. Like so, she was like as a Stevie Nicks fan as well. So there there, there's there's no woman that's a performer that can't say that Stevie Nicks is one of their is not one of their. Yeah. And her, just her whole vibe, that whole bohemian kind of thing. Like, oh, I don't know if you guys ever did. You ever watch the uh, the American Horror Story, um, 
season that that it was the coven. Eric, yeah. you ever watch that? Oh yeah, and that's right. She was on there. Spoiler alert: she's in it. But so. yeah, that's yeah. holy shit. Like, I forgot like about that. Ten, ten years later, spoiler <laughs> alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, but anyway, so um, yeah, I mean, what what we've sp- spoken a lot about Fleetwood Mac and how incredible they are. But uh, number three, Gloria Estefan. You see that? I put a little Miami twist no, on it. No. Um, so um, you know, started off with uh, the Miami Sound Machine with her husband, um, Emilio Stefan, um. I mean, you want to talk about iconic Miami groups, you know, you know, or we talked about uh, Celia being an iconic and, and Gloria is just, is up there with her. Um, and, um, you know, it's funny because I, 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 I want to say that either that I made it up or was some family member would tell me when they we used only, to do We like, only bring facts here. Gilbert. Right. When, but no, I think they used to, you know, like in the, in the seventies, um, it was big um, where they do the, not, not no house parties, but they would rent a hall and that's where they would do salsa. They would play salsa music on stuff. And I think that's where they kind of cut their, cut their teeth at in, in that area. Um, and then um, their original, their um, debut album was in 1984 and that's the one that had like Dr. Beat on it. But then in 1985, the second album was when they had their massive hit, which was Conga. And that was just the sound machine, right? Miami sound machine. That was it wasn't, Miami Gloria, it wasn't Gloria Stefan yet. I, I have yeah. a personal story with sort of my aunt. She went to school with her, like at, uh, at FIU and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And one of the stories that she would always tell me that her mom was very big on making sure she, she, be, she got her degree and became a teacher. But her heart was always in music. Yeah. So she ended up getting her degree, gave it to her mom and said, like, now this is what I want to do in my life. Awesome. Like, could you imagine if she wouldn't stay the teacher? So I always I always thought that was a, just a cool story. Like, fuck, follow your dreams, man. But it, and, and, and especially and, coming from Cuban parents, you know, there's, pero mija, ahí no hay dinero. Te vas a quedar en la calle. And like a true a Miami Cuban, she went to Lourdes. <laughs> And, and, and talk about probably the most powerful couple in his in Latin music history. Oh, incredible! Yeah, yeah. and what what they've done, um, especially Emilio um, on on the production side, um, you know, and and um, you know, in '93 is when she had her the the album Mi Tierra, yeah. which was going back to you know her her Latin roots, which was an incredible album. Um, and then I mean I can't remember what it was, whether it was the Grammys, but it was right after her accident. I remember that she like like she walked onto the stage, yeah. you know, and then like. Like people were like st- giving you know standing wasn't it a, wasn't it their tour bus or something like that? Yeah, she got it yeah. was in 1990. Yeah, and there was a uh, and it was actually you know where it was Scranton, Pennsylvania, the office. <laughs> so, um, but um, but you know uh, their influence in just Miami alone, the the school of the the school the Frost School of uh, Music in UM is is funded by them and uh, um, just legends in I mean not only in Miami but everywhere else. But yeah. um, I mean, all, all Latin artists. So all out in our, I mean, it's that's those are that's the godmother and the godfather of sure. of you know crossover cel- Hispanic celebrities. Yeah, I don't that come think he would have had Enrique Iglesias if it wasn't. No, I mean no. It, it's and two of the tiniest people I've ever seen in my life. They used to go to Heat games, and they used to come come to our. They're, I mean, they're tiny. They're very yeah. little people. Yeah, but I mean, shit. I mean, it's if there's anybody that's meant more. To Latin music, like to crossover musicians, it, it has to be them. Yeah, for sure, but for sure. Um, number four, I have the one and only Miss Jackson. If you're nasty, Janet Jackson. Which thanks to Gilbert, I got to see live. Thanks to Gilbert. <laughs> quote, quote. Um, everybody knows uh, my infatuation with Janet Jackson goes 
very uh has been a very long time ever since i saw her in different strokes um oh <laughs> my god really <laughs> yeah well at least you didn't take it back to good times like no, wow, no, no good times, like, yeah but uh but she, did she was her... older in different strokes right that's when yeah, she, she was, was like dating a... willis yeah she was dating willis yeah <laughs> so um, christ you sick fuck. what are you talking about she was older than me she's, she's, older, she's than older than me oh yeah yeah she's way older but yeah yeah, yeah. so um so you know aforementioned good time she started her acting debut there she was like uh, you know like obviously coming from the jackson family she was always in their entertainment um she had a debut album that didn't do very well um but then it um uh, and uh, control came out and that was game changer yeah um you know she was uh uh, uh paired up with jimmy jam and terry lewis uh who did like sub- subsequent productions and a lot of the, uh, uh control rhythm nation um and uh you know it was incredible control uh what have you done for me lately um nasty like those were all the hugest hits and this was like in the in like the late mid 80s i guess you could say when um when mtv was like really starting to get their feet and so she was like one of the biggest superstars like you know she was right there with cindy lopper madonna all those you know yeah they were flashy Um, videos like even her world was flashy yeah no i just said because pleasure principle she kind of Toned it down for this. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that we, yeah, it's just that a that's t-shirt my... and jeans, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And which was awesome, just... and the yeah. boxes, and yeah. yeah, it's my favorite song, my favorite video of hers, because literally her just in black, black, uh, dressed in black, basically, and um, and she's like just dancing through the warehouse, and and yeah, it was very min- yeah. minimalistic. Gives you that footloose feel, right? Yeah. And Kevin Bacon's, does. you know, letting out some rage. I get yeah. it. Um, and um, <laughs> and then after you know what, what was cool about that, and she, you know, um later came out with um i think like two or three years later came out with rhythm nation and it was a more political Which was album huge. It was, yeah was and it was more political album. album she you know spoke a lot you know even back then speaking on on you know hardships going on um and um again monster <laughs> monster like she had that run where it was like control rhythm nation and then janet and you're and then you know and then you know and poetic after, justice but, but yeah and then she you know obviously she went back into to her acting poetic justice she had um uh, what the what uh, what the clumps the <laughs> uh, nutty nutty professor <laughs> the nutty, nutty part two. <laughs> um, but she's I mean she's such an icon um and uh yeah I I mean there's you know I'm gonna I'm gonna catch up to Caper I told I told uh, Eric my mission now is to to beat Caper in Janet Jackson shirts hey so man start- I told you that I finally caught her repeating a shirt but she busted out a new one this one that or, or unless I don't remember I was like damn Caper you're good. she she might do an entire Janet Jackson set uh go to DJ G Funk MIA SoundCloud. There's one there already. <laughs> oh, are you serious? Yeah, I've had that. I've oh, had awesome. A, yeah, I've had a, a, a lover's rock there. So take that caper. Take that. Um, <laughs> but um, but uh, obviously, yeah, you know, Gilbert, and, Gilbert just challenged a woman in our in our female episode. Yeah. You're disgusting. No, it's all about a, being a level playing field. Equal <laughs> opportunity for everybody. Um, and then obviously 2004, we have to talk about the wardrobe. I agree, Gilbert. Right. <laughs> Yeah, the wardrobe malfunction, the wardrobe, the wardrobe malfunction that happened in the Super Bowl. And guess who else was involved in that situation? Yep, yep, yep. I don't know, bro. Everybody loves this guy, but hey, actually, he might be a problem. I, I actually <laughs> do love, I, I do love Justin Timberlake too. But, uh, um, but you know what? And, and her career never really, not that it never recovered, but it's not, it hasn't been the same either. You know, but she so, did, she never really did anything after that anyway. No, yeah, she had some albums out. She had that song with Kaya, the So Excited. She did some stuff with, with you know, with her boyfriend at the time, J- Jermaine Dupri. It just, what, it never what, really. Was Scream before or after that? That was before. before. That was before. Yeah. Is that, with the, is that the one with her brother? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was in the 90s. Um, yeah, let's just, let's just take a moment and remember how quick 
Justin Timberlake was to distance himself from that when he, he when did. it happened. He did. Let's 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 take a moment, everyone. Okay, we're done. You're gonna get the guy canceled on our podcast. Oh <laughs> man. No, I just you know, I, I listen, man, we've all been guilty of some shit. So, so some more than others, like JT. <laughs> um thank goodness so, we're a we're a small show right right, like, right. <laughs> and we're gonna stay there if we keep yeah. acting like this ten years from now oh remember when you said this yeah. president justin timberlake's not happy with that <laughs> shit <laughs> you get deported um <laughs> so um so you know we know i like i said janet jackson is a, one of my all-time uh favorites and um Number five now, Courtney Love. Uh, controversial Courtney you're, Love. You're by yourself on this one. I know. Um, Why? I, what? Why? Hole is awesome. Hole is good. It was just that one so, album. No, she had two, didn't she? But then well, we only more, but two two that were big. Yeah. Um. So um, we all know that she uh, you know, she's the she, lead singer of Hole, and more famously was married to one Kurt. Cobain uh, the, the um, murdered your favorite singer yeah um but what's funny is she um she actually had some acting before yeah she started the uh, thing she was in Sid and Sid Nancy did. yeah and yeah. she was in Straight to Hell um she looked a little different didn't she she did look a little yeah. different yeah um and then in 1989 is where she started the band whole and how um, about the breakout role that she had in Larry Flint yeah, yeah, well, yeah I'm, gonna get to, I'm gonna get to that yeah. are we fucking up your shit Gilbert go on speak I'm sorry also also rest in peace Larry Flint yeah, recently, recently, which I thought he was dead already. So, yeah, me too. <laughs> um, so in '94, um, Hole came out with "Live Through This." That was like the, the I think that was their second major la uh, label album, but was really like the breakthrough. Um, Doll Parts. Um, what was uh, what was the other uh, major one? I forgot the other one. Um, but um, we saw them in concert touring for that yeah. album. Remember that? And we they did. were that, they was a, were, that was a great show. They were yeah. really good live. And um, Eric got up close and personal. Yeah, yeah. a little yeah. bit. <laughs> so um, but uh uh, uh Miss that, World, right? Miss World. World. That was the, the big one, right? Yeah, yeah, Miss World was a great. My song. favorite song on that album was Olympia. Okay, that's my favorite song on that album. Uh, uh oh no, I'll, I'll I'll think about mine, but um uh so. Right after the success, uh, success of that album, she ended up going back to the aforementioned Larry, uh, you know, what is it, People versus Larry Flint, where she actually was uh, nominated for a Golden Globe. For her, she, her she, was awesome. playing, she was she awesome. She was awesome in that movie. Uh, playing Althea uh, Leisure, Le Leisure? Uh, yeah, I can't remember uh, how you pronounce it, which was that Larry Flint's girlfriend at the time. Yeah. Man, I don't, I don't think, think there was married. much acting going on either. Yeah. No, no, she had a lot of speaking roles. In that, no, 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 no. That's not what I meant. Like, oh, the yeah. Jesse Clark character. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah what, what a stretch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I, think, hey, well, I guess she's. Could... Hey, bro, she's. Hey, she's still here, dude. All the yeah. shit that she's been through, she's um, fucking still here. Yeah. Ah, yeah. isn't <laughs> live through this? It's still twenty twenty. It's twenty twenty one. Yeah, he's doing um, a good job, bro. Yeah, we could talk about. Um, you know, there was that 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 piece in Vanity Fair, um, when mm -hmm. uh when she was pregnant and basically almost I, they. Say that it was misquoted, but that she she had done heroin while pregnant with uh, Francis Bean Cobain, yeah. um, which ended up um, 
uh, social service came and took the, took the baby the, when they were was born for they didn't they, they had to fight for uh, custody of the first few months of uh, you know when Francis Bean was born. So um, you know uh, I think they, they I've read before that they say looking back on it like you know it was going to be like a you know like a hatchet job because why would Vanity Fair care about Courtney Love? But um, but uh, <laughs> think well, about it. I mean, she was she was I mean, big was, time during that it was period. Kurt, yeah, it was. Oh, well, they had her everybody. Before, they yeah. they dolled her up. You know, she yeah, was yeah. all. They put her everywhere. Yeah, but she's oh. had a, a rough relationship with her daughter too. Like, didn't 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 uh, Francis like try to emancipate herself too? Or am I, I making that I'm up? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But then, um, so after the Larry Flint thing, they they a uh, whole went back and recorded Celebrity Skin which the song Malibu that's on the playlist is from that album. Um, and it was, it was, to me, it was like a, a elevated um, songwriting. It was more, it wasn't as hard. It was more poppy, but still rock. It was, it was great. And some of my favorite whole songs actually came from that, um, from that album. So, um, you know, for better, or for worse, she's definitely a legend in, 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 in music and, oh, and really, you know, yeah, dude, she found out to get in there, dude. Yeah. So yeah, I, look, she was emancipated. Francis, 17 years old. Oh wow! But Courtney also emancipated herself from her parents huh. when she oh. was young too. Well, yeah, she. So. I mean, she had a really rough um, uh, child. She was like in uh, in uh, in uh, juvenile halls, and like she's yeah, she kind of yeah, it was rough. Um, and then so my last one, um, there was a little bit of a of a uh, snafu, of a, a snafu, a little kerfuffle. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I had jokingly put my Thika on there, um, and then. <laughs> Awesome. Because, because I mean, it's you know, it's Martika. I, 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 I missed, I missed the, the which I love, the, by the way, and and Toy Soldiers, an amazing song. But um, uh, talk about mm. another one that that I guess I claim all the time, but yeah. you know, I, everybody loves as much as I do, and it's the one and only Rihanna. <laughs> and um, she is like of all these chicks, like like all the girls in this thing. She's uh-huh. like all these chicks. All these chicks, I don't sound bad. But all these girls that are that are on here, she is like the most like empowering. Wait, are we know, talking about Martika or Rihanna? No, Rihanna, Rihanna. Rihanna. Okay. Um, but you're not gonna talk about Martika? Well, I mean, there's toy soldiers. She didn't have much after that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, there was kids no, incorporated. Yeah, kids incorporated. And, yeah. And she was in, in breaking, apparently. Um, but uh, um, but Rihanna, so like she was overshadowed you know, by Jean Claude Van Damme. Yeah. So um I, like I can't think of anybody who's like like um has this attitude of like like she she take like the takes the power from from anybody period you know what I'm saying like and you think about what's what's happened you know like the domestic abuse she had with with Chris Brown and all that stuff but um she's just a overall badass man and she has this attitude that she doesn't give a shit about anything which I fucking love um and you know people forget like what a huge star she is worldwide she sold 250 million records worldwide that's, that's insane that's, that's insane um you know she was signed to Def, Def Jam when Jay-Z was president at 17 years old um you know she was discovered in Barbados um by a record producer and was brought over to the United States um also part of a a, a, a girl group and same thing she's like oh. this one's a star <laughs> it was Rihanna and um so they they early uh were recording some demos that was used to shop around. That's when, and one of the songs was Pawn the Replay, um, which became her first big hit. So let me tell you a, a few things. She has 14 number one singles, 31 top 10 singles, nine Grammys, 13 American uh, uh, Music Awards, 12 Billboard Music Awards. And um, 
you know, uh, you know, more recently she's, she's known as, you know, a businesswoman with, you know, all these, her, you know, her Fenty line, you know, signed a Puma at one point and she's now worth over like a six. And I just now, I think her Fenty line had was, um, was estimated at a billion dollars. Is that makeup or it's clothes? She does make, it... makeup, clothes, everything, everything. Okay. So, um, and now she's, she's one of the, actually, uh, the wealthiest celebrities and she's estimated at $600 million. Um, so, so she's, you know, she's doing okay. Yeah, she's doing okay. Um, and, um, I've always, I've always, her music has always kind of evolved, um, you know, from the beginning to, you know, she did a lot of that, that, that pop stuff, um, with like Umbrella and where she sampled, um, uh, oh my God, um, I can't remember, it's, uh, SOS, but I can't, um, dang it, what's the name of the song? But anyway, so, man. No, no, it, no, um, uh, Okay, I'll think about it. But anyway, um, so but then her song, her 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 music kind of evolved, um, you know, and then she in her last album, the, the, her last official release, um, Anti, you you heard her more uh, vocally, you know, and it had like these uh, these songs where it really um, accentuated her her voice, and she really like sang in a lot of these records. It wasn't so poppy before, um, so um, so it's always always kind of cool to see her her um, evolve as an artist. You know what I mean? She's been able to do it. Um, for so long, you know, um, that's it. And Rihanna, she's the queen. <laughs> Tainted Love, by the way, is okay. the song that was sampled. Where did you get SOS from? That's the name of the Rihanna song. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I thought you were talking about the SOS band. No, 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 no. The song is called SOS, but it, it sampled Tainted Love. God, another song that I, I despise. So Tainted Love? Yeah, I don't, I, really? I hate that song. Yeah, oh, man, that's kind of, I know it's fucked up. All right, so I'll start off with uh, Joan Jett. So, actually born Joan Larkin. Uh, Jett was actually her mother's maiden name, which she took on later. Uh, Started playing the guitar at 13. So, this is a little thing that came up, and I, I thought it was pretty interesting. So, it reads... When her guitar teacher insisted on teaching her folk songs, she quit taking lessons and began teaching herself. Jet must have been a pretty good teacher because in 2007, Rolling Stone magazine named her one of the top 100 rock and roll guitarists of all time. Um, that she had also taken uh, voice lessons, and her teacher, who's a professional singer, uh, told her <clears throat> threw her out of the class because of the because she looked too punk rock for her opera class. So, yeah. but but she really went for it like she yeah. <laughs> she wanted to learn opera she was just like this course. wasn't traditional like a oh, vocal class is not man i want the big guns i yeah. want opera no no but i mean look, that's fucked up no, getting kicked out because it looks because her fuck. that that was that was that's but it was funny from that from that age she knew what she wanted to be she started hanging out in um i forget the name of the club but she started hanging out in this club at the age of 13 which it was a club where Iggy Pop played and, and all these famous artists played. And the problem with that bar was a lot of underage girls hung out at that bar. And then of course just, they did. And then jokingly, what they said was the number one selling drink in that bar was Cherry Coke because of all the young girls that were there. But obviously everybody knows her success, you know, uh, with the Runaways. And then obviously when she decided to go uh, or when the band split up and she was with the Blackhearts, I didn't realize as our whole life she's been 
you know, extremely well known. But her path was so long and she never let up. So, you know, she when she did, uh, when she put out her first album uh, with the Black Hearts, she tried to sell her record off to 23 different record labels. Not one record label picked it up. So she decided to start Blackheart Records. She's the first woman to start an independent rock label or an independent record label, period. Um, also famously, not only is she the first uh, woman to start a record label, she wanted to be the like one of the first diverse record labels. You know what uh, her, one of her most famous signees were? Big Daddy King. <laughs> so she signed Big they Daddy. They go together. Yeah. You know, and then uh, she also, you know, helped produce, a, put together a group and helped them produce their music, who you later learned became the Germs. So she's responsible for the Germs. So, you know, it's Hall of Famer, you know, multiple Grammys. Um, you know, she's responsible for, uh, you know, pioneering like the Riot Girl Bands, uh, you know, she VH1 listed her as the 29th best hard rock, or I'm sorry, listed Bad Reputation as 29th best hard rock song of all time. That uh, song. Yeah, she, uh, so, you know, all the Riot girls pay, you know, pay homage to her, L7, Babes in Toyland, Bikini Kill, who she later produced. And then, you know, still 40 years later, and she's still relevant. And I had the opportunity to see her live two years ago. She's still a rock star. Yeah, I've seen her live too, and she still, fucking puts out. Still a rock star, and then and she owns the stage. Like yeah, you know, nobody, no. like she'll come on and yeah, eclipses everyone. It's her stage. Yeah, it's over. 2015, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So, <clears throat> Linda Perry, which people don't realize how big in the industry she is. So everybody just knows what's up for non blondes. And then part of the reason I, I didn't put what's up on the playlist is one, to personally, to this day, the best cover I've ever heard any band do was Misty Mountain Hop by Four Non Blondes. You can't tell if that's Robert Plant or her. Like that, that's how incredible her voice is. But what people don't realize is most of the songs that we know today were written by her. So she was she was a big, big uh, big contributor with Pink. She yeah. not only Pink. Oh yeah, I know so, Galera. Yeah, so she she produced she well for Pink, eight of the tracks on uh, get the party started or on, the, on get the party started were put together by her. Mm -hmm. Um, you know Christina Aguilera as you mentioned, but she these are the list of compositions that she's in, or, or the artists that she's with. Jewel, Britney Spears, Courtney Love, Gwen Stefani, Alicia Keys, Celine Dion, Black, Sugar Babes, Lilix, Robbie Williams, Melissa Etheridge, Sierra Swan, Solange Knowles, Gavin Rosdale, uh, Juliet and the Licks, Lisa Marie Presley, Unwritten Law, LP, Kelly Osborne, James Blunt, Cheap Trick, uh, Enrique Iglesias, Faith Hill, Gina Gershon, The Dixie Chicks, Vanessa Carlton, Ziggy Marley. Th she has credits with all of those Gina artists. Gina Gershon? Yeah. Had an album. <laughs> what the hell? I, yeah. I, I, I think she was hot. No, so she still looks good too. Yeah, but, I saw her recently in a movie. She still looks great. You know, 
won two ASACP or ASCAP awards uh, for her songwriting alone for Absolutely. the for for Superwoman from Alicia Keys Superwoman and Gwen Stefani's uh, What Are You Waiting For? You know, famously married to Sarah Gilbert. Oh no way! I didn't know that. Didn't know that. Yeah. Shit, that's so, awesome. You know, it's funny because they always put Four Non Blondes as a one-hit wonder because of What's Up, which as a band they are, but not a lot of people realize the impact that Linda Perry's yeah, had. She's far, yeah, far. Yeah, from yeah. She's well. I mean, seriously, if you want to do that, then Gerardo. Yeah, he's huge. He's, he's yeah, the biggest. Uh, he's he's an executive for somebody, right? Yeah. Well, not, I don't think anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But he was. But he was. Uh, yeah, Interscope. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, you, it was just a so, perfect opportunity to mention Gerardo. So, you know, she was the writer and producer for Pink's "Get the Party Started" and uh, for when Christina Aguilera had "Beautiful," which. If you remember how big that song was? That was Linda Perry. Mm-hmm. So, one of my favorite female artists, um, who, if if you don't follow her on on Instagram, and you'll she puts out content all the time, and if you hear play drum solos, it's fucking impressive as shit. She that's why she's the queen of percussion. Is Sheila E. <clears throat> you know, born in California, from a Mexican father and a Creole French African mother. So um, she's an influencer now. No, she just so, she, she just wait. She's not Puerto Rican. No, <laughs> I, did, I I thought so too. I always man. thought she was Puerto Rican. No, nope. hell, God damn it, yeah. that's generalizing again. Yeah, but so she actually started playing. Uh, she started playing music at three. Now, granted, it's she was surrounded by it. Uh, you know, her father, Pete Escovedo, both of her uncles were musicians, and then her godfather, the famous. Legendary Tito Puente, who is Puerto Rican. Um, I love when they say that. Like <laughs> he started, play, she started playing music at three. I started playing music at like two, two. I was banging shit, right? But my art never developed the way hers did. Well, yeah, you know what fir- I mean. Like I've been playing music all my life. It's just not any good. Well, but so look, her first pub, her first public performance in front of three thousand people was at five. She was already playing multiple instruments, not just banging on. At the same time? No, no, not at the same time. (laughs) So was she a one man band? Yeah. Like the harmonica (laughs) thing here. (laughs) In her early twenties, she had already she had played already played with George Duke, Lionel Richie, Marvin Gaye, Herbie Hancock, and Diana Ross. Where did where did Prince come into the picture? Well, if you fucking wait, I tell you. Ooh, Don't interrupt aggressive. Carlos while he's working. <laughs> that was aggressive. You do so, not interrupt Carlos. So it, it actually vortex. Yeah, it was a, yeah. The, you fucking <laughs> you have to survive this fucking ice age. But uh, so soon after, she met Prince backstage at a show. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! And then uh, that's so, his last name backstage. Prince backstage. <laughs> and then after the gig, he meets her. And he tells her, you know, hey babe, you uh, eat some pancakes. Also, <laughs> Close enough, in typical Prince fashion, he he went up to her and, and said that he was with his bass player. He said, we were just fighting on which one gets to marry you. So, <laughs> Hell fucking, yeah. Fucking Prince, bro. Fucking Prince, bro. Yeah. I'd then, love to see that four-foot fucking yeah. guy just owning people, man. Like, God <laughs> damn you, Prince. Why are you so talented? <laughs> so, so, you know, he, he vowed that one day she'll play in his band, and sure enough, you know, they got together. They, they recorded the Purple Rain album together. 
Uh, she worked, she was, uh, she did the vocals on the B side for Let's Go Crazy and Erotic City. And then, uh, you know, but people also forget it wasn't only Prince, she had a successful career as a solo artist. In 84, she, re she uh, put together her debut song or her debut album, Glamorous Life. And then she, she had two big hits with, uh, with that album with Glamorous Life and then the song, uh, you Love know, that we, Love Bizarre that we added to the- Two of my favorite songs. To the playlist song, to the playlist. Um, the Glamorous Life peaked at number seven on the Hot 100, uh, and it also danced. On, it also topped the dance charts for two weeks in 1984. So, I want to publicly apologize to Gilbert after years of making fun of his Miley Cyrus obsession. It's I've learned to appreciate Miley Cyrus. There it is. I, I said it out loud. Let's now, bookmark. Let's bookmark this. Yeah. Well, so. Destiny Hope Cyrus, which is her real name, uh, obviously famous goddaughter or famous godmother Dolly Parton. So, but, but hello, what? Famous dad, aching, oh, breaking heart. Yeah, but that's okay. And then, uh, so and old and old town road. <laughs> so, uh, Miley has been nominated for Golden Globe for best original song and won an MTV Movie Award for best song in a movie received 16 nominations at the World Music Awards in 2014 and 43 Teen Choice Award nominations from 2006 to 2014. And she's the most nominated person in the history of Teen Choice Awards. She's been in total awards, nominated 171 times and won 63. Now, are these for her original songs or her covers? No, no, the, the cover things came after. But I'll, I'll, you know what I, well, one thing I, I, you know, she's been putting out a shit ton of guys. I think she's done 57 covers. Um, but one of, one of the reasons that, that I, basically I started listening to her because of the covers that she's doing. But what amazed me was that her, the reason she does covers in a live show, she actually says, I like to sing songs for you, but I also like to sing songs for me. So in all her shows, she does covers. And that's why, because she like, has these moments where she just wants to perform the songs that she loves. And then, you know, she started when she does, I think, I forget what it's called. I think it's like the Happy Hippie movement that she does, where they do these little performances outdoors. And then she started doing all these other covers, uh, which I added a cover on on, uh, on our playlist, which is her doing Mazzy Stars Fade Into You, which is one of the, the tiny desk shows that NPR has. Um, but, you know, it, it's setting the covers aside, like her personal accomplishments at her age are pretty impressive. You know, I'll, I mean, as many times as she's been nominated for awards and how many times she's won. So after Miley Cyrus. Do we skip the cult cultural appropriation part or? Because well, I didn't like that one. What? what happened? What, 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 what was this? She was, you know, there was, there was a time that was, she was trying to be hood. Oh, the twerking thing. Yeah. Right. That video that she made. Well, and, and I whole... mean, it was, you know, the whole album and all this, you know. We... And that was like, yeah, like she went she through a weird phase there. That, that was with the other guy, the Alan Thick dude. Oh, when uh, she did oh, her performance on MTV? Robin yeah. Thick, right? Robin, Robin Thick. I'm sorry. Yeah, but yeah. He, that was just like a performance thing. But no, but she she had kind of like uh, aligned with uh, Michael Maiden, who's a, a famous hip hop producer. Um, and they did stuff and. But I mean, I I don't know. It could be just. I mean, she's a young. She was a what was a young was girl a at the time. Yeah, yeah, finding her voice, I guess. But experimenting and yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, but come on, how many times have you seen a a, a little Jewish boy act like some yeah, no, ghetto thug, yeah. coke but, dealer, but <laughs> like in your neighborhood, like, yo, come on, man, we grew up together. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, but, but you know, I I also I also find it different when it comes to musicians. So they're just they're fans of music. You know, clearly she's a fan of music. Yeah. So, you know, I because I mean we could say the same thing about Pink. Look how she Yeah, no, but I mean what we could do is just say that she likes to borrow. Yeah, or or she's just a fan of music, like they yeah, all are. You know, yeah, like, hey bro, I'll borrow your culture, yeah. I'll borrow your songs. But it's just just like us, you know. I mean, we could it's when we go through different phases of music and, and clothing style, it's just did you appreciate it? So I, I got a little gossip. I it's it's a oh, little boy. gossip piece. I mean, it's not really gossip, but uh, like last week, I don't know if you you guys heard the story. There was a fighter, uh, Julian Marquez, that ended up winning his match. And his post fight interview, he he gave, hey, you know, like he's doing his whole spiel, and he's like, like about fighting, and then he ends it with, yo, Miley Cyrus, would you go out with me? <laughs> and she fucking responded, if you ch- if you chafe. If you chafe, if you shave an MC on your chest, and the guy writes back, only if you do tattoo your, if you henna tattoo Julian Marquez, and everybody lost it on this guy. They're like, "What are you doing?" She gave yeah. you the opening, and you fucked it up. Even like uh, Daniel Cromier, like was like he he was a former heavyweight champion, was like. This guy does not know how to talk to women. <laughs> so everybody was just like riding his ass. But I don't know. We'll see what happens if he blew it or not. But I'm rooting for him. You know, he took his shot. Kind of blew it though. And her and her cover of Jolene is incredible too. Yeah, mm-hmm. we talked about it I think before in the in the things. No, yeah. her voice is incredible, dude. Yeah, she's you know, she's, and she's... It, it is it, it it is amazing. I did not like her Blondie cover, but everything else is amazing. So yeah, I I I liked her her cover of Blondie, and I mean she, come on, she put fucking Billy Idol on her new album. You gotta you gotta respect that. And Dua Lipa, Dua Lipa. I, you know I have never I've never listened to Dua Lipa. I gotta give her a shot, huh? I'm telling you, man. You 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 bring a Charlie XCX or Dua Lipa? No, it's Dua Lipa. It's not even close. No, come on. I'm telling you, she made the really. Best pop, She's good. She made the best pop album in I don't know how many years. Okay, I'm gonna have to check that out then. All right, and then finally, the the real queen. I don't think she. she I Rihanna? mean, no, shut your fucking mouth. Did you say Nirvana? Rihanna. No, Rihanna. Oh, <laughs> Tina Turner. The, you better be good to me. You better be good to me, which is the song that I put on the on uh, on the playlist. Tina Turner or Anna Mae Bullock, um, the queen of rock and roll, has sold over twenty million records. Um you know, has been nominated 180 times for awards, has won 160 times. So her averages are much better than Miley Cyrus. Right. So this is... And with her own music. And with her own music. Well, not all her own music. <laughs> I'm just being an asshole. Uh, yeah, uh, that's... This, I'm sorry. That's all the time. So... Hey, it works. The, you guys love it, right? The... Probably one of the, the saddest and most uplifting stories in, in rock and roll, you know, grew up, you know, grew up poor and then in an abusive relationship for a long time. And then once she finally separated from that still was a monster on her own. Um, you know, the, the, the amount of respect that the music industry has for her is enormous. So 
these are some of the stories that I that I that I found that were that were fucking incredible uh, while researching Tina Turner. So while at a backstage show in, in London's Robert Hall in 1966, supporting the Rolling Stones, Tina Turner and her dancers taught Mick Jagger the dance, the pony, which is the dance that he does now. Uh, in 1988, in a 1988 concert in uh, um, in Brazil, at the time, uh, it was she had a Guinness record for the l- most tickets sold by a solo performer, and performance which had 180,000 fans, and it remained that record until 1997. And then there's also claims in the British Book of Guinness uh, records that uh, she has the for selling the most concert tickets of any solo performer in history. In 1983, this I like this one. This was in 1983. Uh, David Bowie excused himself uh, from going out to dinner with EMI execs in New York by telling them that he had to go see his favorite singer, Tina Turner. Tina suggested Bowie's recommendation started a stampede of record execs falling over themselves trying to sign her, just because David Bowie said that's his, that's his favorite singer. Um, you know, before starring in Mad Max alongside Mel Gibson, Steven Spielberg had approached her and playing Suge Avery in uh, The Color Purple. She turned it down because uncomfortably the story was too close to her life. Um, but, you know, eight-time Grammy, nom- uh, Grammy wins, 25 nominations, uh, received three Grammy Hall of Fame awards, Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award, uh, she has a total of 12 Grammys, and again, in all, in overall, all the nominations that she's received, um, top 100 artists of all time. She landed at number 67, and she's the first recording artist in UK chart history to have top 40 hits in then the 1960s, the 1970s, 1980s, 1990s, 2000s, 2010s, and 2020s. Some might say she's simply the best. Better than all the rest. So, uh, and then she's in currently in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame with Ike. And um, in 2020, obviously, we talk, Eric and I talked about it in our short episode a couple of weeks ago, uh, seeking her first, not, uh, her first induction as a solo artist. Uh, but one of the most iconic women, not, you know, not only in rock and roll history, just in history. Um, you know, that woman overcame years of abuse and horrible stories like when you actually hear all the all the shit that she went through with Ike Turner and kept going kept going you know and and one of the most powerful women performers 1981 uh, 1981 she's 81 years old and still looks like a rock star you know so Probably, I would say the most powerful, like Keith Richards. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't necessarily know if Keith Richards actually still alive. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, we might have some weekend at Bernie's shit happening. Yeah, 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 that that guy has. I don't know how the fuck he's he's beat Father Time, and well, nobody knows how that guy's still alive. But um, I, I personally, out of the list, all amazing women, all fantastic women. But Tina Turner, I think she she's the queen of that list because, you know, she's she's still she's still. I thought you were going to say Martika. Martika is a close second. <laughs> now I mentioned that you know we had, um, and I guess this is where we kind of open it up a little bit. There was even I think Gilbert and I had talked about it on a 
on a, on a phone call prior a couple of days ago, how obviously we missed the opportunity to put in a lot of other women, but that happens every playlist that we, you know, there's people that we could point out and mention, um, you know, Eric originally had Dolly Parton on the list, which again, I mean, not only is she an iconic, uh, songwriter, an iconic singer, a massive entrepreneur, you know, as a, she it's deserves a human hall of fame, human being. <laughs> yes. I had the opportunity to see her in person. She's like three feet tall, but she's that that's her. She's, she's on Dolly Parton mode all the time, which is, you know, exhausting. <laughs> I feel no. like she says, I feel like she says darling a lot. Probably. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that, that was, uh, I'm not going to say a miss. Like I said, we, we only give each other X amount of people to put on a list, but definitely a strong, strong candidate for one of the baddest women on the planet. Uh, Aretha Franklin is, you know, another, another icon, but we've talked about her on, on the show before. Um, and uh, Gilbert, any, any other honorable mentions you'd like to throw in there? Um, I think Gwen Stefani's pretty badass too. Etta James. Etta James. Etta James. Oh, dude. And Annie Lennox. But Madonna. We could go back there. Yeah. Nina uh, Simone. Nina Simone. Who? I mean, you could go all day. Yeah. There is one that I I, I thought was kind of cool because it came out in today's Google Doodle, and it, it, it's just neat that we're it, our show happened to be uh, women in music, like powerful women. Um, I don't know if you had a chance, but. I, Okay, today's February 22nd. I don't want to date the show, but today's Google Doodle was a tribute to, um, and and forgive me if I don't pronounce this name right, Sekala Sa, which is Lakota for Redbird. You know, she was um, she was a Yankton Dakota writer, editor, translator, musician, educator, and political a- activist. Um, wrote ser- several works chronicling her struggles with culture identity and the pull between majority culture. She was educated within her Dakota culture into which she was born and raised. Um, like working with American musicians, she wrote libretto and songs for the Son of Dance opera, the first American Indian opera. Um, it was it was composed in a romantical style and based on Sioux and Utkort's cultural themes. Uh, she was also the co-founder of the National Council of American Indians um, in, that was established in 1926. Um, it was for the lobby of Native American people's right to U.S. citizenship and other civil rights um, that ha- that had long been denied up to that point. So and I, I thought that was cool, you know, just the music alone and the opera, and you know, she was a, a, an accomplished violin player, stuff like that. That's awesome. And this is not—I I learned of this today, not that I knew her from the background, but yeah, it's it's pretty cool, and you know, it's just back from. She she was born 1876, February 22nd, and died January 26 in 1938. Oh, that is cool. That's really fucking cool. Um, yeah. So that was that was strong, Eric. You came out. You came out totally out of the out of left field with that. But uh, you know, the, I had so I put the, I had a list of of like honorable mentions, and we mentioned you know Aretha Franklin, Whitney Houston, Ella Fitzgerald, Joni Mitchell, Diana Ross. Diana Ross, Madonna. Joni Mitchell, man. She always reminds me of that really artsy chick that nobody understood, man. Uh, Alicia, Alicia, Alicia Keys. Alicia Keys. Keys Janis Joplin. Um, it was also, Eric, and I know you don't have social media, but uh, yesterday was Nina Simone's birthday. 
we posted it on our on our page. Patty Smith, Bjork. Can we add Patty Smythe to that too? And Patty Smythe. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren Hill, uh, Cindy Lauper. I mean, how about Gaga? Lady Gaga. On there? I'm just glad that Beyonce hasn't come up yet. No, I don't want to. Uh, yes, you know bro. A, this is awesome. You know who's a, you know who's a, who's a, who's a badass and because we really didn't talk a lot about about hip hop, but who should absolutely be there is Missy Elliott. Missy Elliott and um, MC Light. Yeah, MC Light. Uh, the girls from Salt and Pepper. Um, Do we include Cinderella? Because apparently she's not. Part yeah, of the what's band going anymore. on with that? I don't know. I don't know. They they don't like each other. Uh, Alanis <laughs> Moore. Look, I, I Alanis Moore said she owned the fucking nineties. You know, she. Um, we've talked about her several times, but Shaka Khan. Uh, is this guilty? I don't. I don't think we have to name every female no, artist that are. No, no, <laughs> no. These. This is just a list that I wrote out. Oh, okay. And then you know we talked a lot. Uh, we talked a lot about her in, in a previous episode, but of course, Amy Winehouse, what she did in a short period of time was. Pretty impressive, you know. And then, uh, you know, but it, it, it's, you know, we have what next month is uh, National or Women's Month, right? Women. Uh, so, you know, I, it was. I thought it was a cool episode to do on our thirtieth episode. Um, you know, and it's there's so many, so many great artists. Uh, you know that, you know, we always recognize. Uh, you know, artists that we like and, 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 you know, bands and so forth, but to isolate it solely to, you know, to the women that, uh, that, you know, are cultural icons and music icons was, was, I thought was a fun idea to do. Um, we're also, there's going to be two, two episodes this month, um, or not this month, this week, uh, one, it'll be a short bonus episode, uh, that we'll, we will be recording. So this, this particular episode would be our regular Thursday episode. And I think when we record the short episode, we'll immediately post it. I'll post it on Instagram uh, immediately. And uh, I, I wanted to give Gilbert the, the, the floor to talk about something exciting that's going on in the, in the world of DJ G-Funk. Um, yeah, guys. I don't know. Um, well, so uh, Lovers Rock is actually officially happening for real at a venue. Um, March 13th at the Hilton Fort Lauderdale Beach Resort. You can come see me play live music. Um, it's uh, pretty exciting. I'm, uh, I'm partnering up with Eleven Vodka and um, and it's going to be kind of like a spring break edition because it's going to be kind of crazy in Fort Lauderdale that uh, that week. Um, or that month, I should say. But um, but yeah, it's gonna be the first uh, official Lovers Rock party. What times? Twelve to seven. Oh, those are long days, my friend. Yeah, it's gonna be a long day, but uh, <laughs> but uh, it's gonna be fun, man. I'm excited. I I, I I'm. Good thing the COVID's over. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know? I mean, especially in for Lauderdale. In for Lauderdale, let me correct that. Planning. So you guys planning are COVID thing. free too. Yeah, because there's no COVID in San Antonio. Oh, yeah. No, no. And snow doesn't melt in Texas either. No, 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 dude. I, hold on, before you continue, Gilbert. The so we went through the, what the craziest fucking weather. The the it immediately went to seventy on the last day. When when we drove around, it was the places were popping, but restaurants were packed, bars were packed. 
it was like, oh, we won. We won yeah. again. We are undefeated. undefeated. We are undefeated. <laughs> fuck cold weather. Fuck not having water. Fuck COVID. Undefeated. America has won again. <laughs> it, it was fucking ridiculous. All right, go ahead, Gilbert. Oh, man. So, yeah, so, you know, um, I'm planning on everything. You'll start seeing some stuff popping up on social media. So if you want to follow me at uh, on Instagram, DJGFunkMIA, or follow the Lovers Rock Party um, at Instagram as well. Um, and, yeah, I'm excited to finally get it kicked off. And, you know, I got 11 Vodka to be involved. Which that's exciting. And um, cool. Yeah, get your 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 Lovers Rock merchandise, too. Yeah, we'll, we'll be having merch set up there. Um yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting, man. Um, you know, we're gonna we gotta plan all this thing through, you know, through COVID, but um, you know, we'll we'll get it done. COVID thirteenth. COVID. Yeah. Listen, man. There's no COVID. <laughs> that was a ploy by the government. It's not real. It didn't happen. So the the views expressed by Carlos. <laughs> I, I did see I did see like uh, an uh, thing on you on Yahoo today or something like that. It was. A TikToker that they post uh, trying to melt snow by lighting it with a lighter. I saw that. And oh, oh my god! And they're like, "Look, fuck!" <laughs> like pretty much like uh, this is what our government and Bill Gates want you to think. Look at this; it's not even burning. Like, oh my god, dude! Look, how did Bill oh, Gates man. become the bad guy? I'll, it's I'll, so sad. I'll tell you, it's real. It fucking sucked, and it was terrible. But it, you know. You know, I, I can't complain. There's there's people that unfortunately had it much worse, and but whatever, it's over. The great polar vortex of 2021 is over. Um, did you want? Does Eric know that you're going to be cheating on us? Oh, with uh, yeah, I'm um, I'm going to be joining next week. Uh, some of my homies are um, uh, they homies got a... <laughs> rolling with the homies. We're rolling with the homies. <laughs> they got this. Uh... <laughs> Rest in peace. Rest in yeah, peace. What was that? Um, what was that girl's name? Brittany something. Palmer, right? Brittany Murphy. Brittany, Brittany Murphy. Murphy. Um, the PR cast. I'll be on, I'll be a, a guest on there uh, next Monday. What is that? Um, Another just, podcast. Uh, you fucking whore. Uh, yeah. But what yeah. Is, is that what it's called? The PR cast. The, yeah, like yeah. Puerto Rican. No, it's uh, the one. Uh, their name is Raf, Rafi and uh, and and Paul. Yeah, okay, I'd, cool. I'd, I'd accept it if it was a Puerto Rican. Awesome. Cast. Yeah. But, so, um, that's exciting. What are you guys going to be covering? The B bodega, these guys are, the, hopefully. No, well, yeah, we, we'll you know we'll definitely shout out the bodega, but uh, but these guys are kind of they're they're wild, and so it's funny because I've I've you know I've, I've told them that I can't listen to to their podcast while I got my daughter in the car because they they be they be saying some wild shit on there. So, um, but I'm excited. Yeah, look, to, look how your your speech has regressed just talking about them. right because <laughs> you're not they be saying yeah yeah you know and, do, and we I'm didn't sorry. even hear your word for the week, <laughs> bro. You, you know, know what? be careful. Yeah. I know. I, I look, man. They, I, it's been no. That's I, awesome, I, man. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited, but no, it's it's. I, I got a lot going on right now, <laughs> so <laughs> uh, trying to get, get this party started and you know, word to pink, get the party started. But uh, no, I just planning it. It's been it's been a lot, and and we're kind of knee deep in it right now. No. So my days are have been uh, and I'm DJing a whole lot. So thank you everybody, by the way, for wearing your mask and keeping the wharf open continue to do so yeah no but no we're happy for you gilbert that was that was awesome news to hear today and and uh you you definitely earned it working your ass off um eric was was your was your thing about the girl you're you're talking nope. 
Oh, double it was knowledge. Just related. That was just related. It was, you know, I saw it today and it had to do with the show. But did you know that before there was Rosa Parks, there was Claudette Clo Colvin? I did not. Please Most people more. think of Rosa Parks as the first person to refuse to give up their seat on the bus in Montgomery, Alabama. There was actually several women who came before her, one of whom was Claudette Colvin. In March, on March 2nd, it was March 2nd, 1955, when the 15-year-old schoolgirl refused to move to the back of the bus, nine months before Rosa Parks stands, Rosa Parks stand that launched the Montgomery bus boycott. Claudette had been studying black leaders like Harriet Tubman in her segregated schools. And those conversations led to discussions around the, the current day Jim Crow laws that, that all, all the students and people were experienced when experiencing. When the bus driver ordered Claudette to get up, she refused. Um, it felt like Sojourner Truth was on one side pushing me down and Harry, Tr Harriet Tubman was on the other side pushing me down. I couldn't get up. Claudette Colvin's stand still didn't stop there. Arrested and thrown in jail, she was one of four women who challenged the segregation law in court. In Browder versus Gale became the court case that successfully overturned bus segregation laws in both Montgomery and Alabama. Why has Claudette's story been largely forgotten? At the time, the NAACP and other black organizations felt Rosa Parks made a better icon for a movement than a teenager. As an adult with the right look, Rosa Parks, who was also a secretary of the NAACP and was both well-known and respected, People would be people would associate her with the middle class, and that would attract support for the cause. But the struggle to end segregation was often fought by the younger people, and more than half of which were women. Wow! So that's crazy, right? I didn't know that. I just found that out the other day. I was like, "Oh my god, hey man!" Like sometimes you got to look the part to make shit happen, man. And I mean, you always got to fight, but it's funny how how you know, you could just be omitted because you just didn't have the right look. Like, God damn it. No, that was... So, yeah, man. Claudette Coben, I didn't know about that. And then there was four other women that, that actually did this and didn't get credit. No, well, I mean, I'm... You know, that, that's a period that a lot, of, a lot of people suffered and fought and didn't get, you know, recognized for it, but... But no, that was, that was a... I like that. That was a good uh, drop in knowledge. So, with that being said, we'll close out the episode today. Like I said, we're going to put out a bonus episode this week. Uh, this one will still come out on Thursday. Uh, so, there's going to be two releases on Thursday. No, no. The, the, the moment we record the bonus one, I'm putting it out. Okay. So, uh, but thank you, everybody, for, uh, for, for letting me try to survive last week and holding off on an episode. I want to thank both of these gentlemen for they checked on me every single day. Uh, Eric was kind enough to let me know what the temperature was in Florida all the time. Uh, but uh, it was... Yeah, sometimes I couldn't hear you because my AC was running too loud. <laughs> no. You know, I, I called them one day and I go, after. I think it was after you said that. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't make that joke because... <laughs> You know a fucking hurricane comes this way. Oh my god! And this guy's just gonna be ragging on us, and yeah. I'm gonna get pissed. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> See, I, but I told you I wouldn't do that because I've lived through hurricanes, and we all have, you know. But this this was a different kind of fucked up. Only like, one of us have. Only one of us has lived through a blizzard vor vortex. Yeah, <laughs> polar vortex. I'm a polar vortex survivor. 
Wait, but technically, only one has only one of us has really lived through a hurricane. Where you live, that lost the, his house. Yeah, you lived through the worst one. <laughs> yeah. Fucked up shit. Yeah, you lived through the worst one. You guys had some power outage problems. <laughs> well, the, the, I, my worst hurricane experience was well when we got hit with Katrina and Wilma the same month. Because we oh, had that to, was rough. Yeah, that was pretty bad. And then, but I had to work through that both hurricanes. We had the all of Coral Gables staying in the fucking Biltmore. We were getting rocked, feeding people without any power. That was, but you know what? There's there's always people that have it worse, and and we're lucky. So yeah, that's why I couldn't make an I couldn't make any fucking jokes about the no <laughs> like shit, man. You know, people like, die, dude. Yeah, no, sad. Yeah, the people freezing to death, but you know, it was freezing, bro. That's horrible. Like yeah. you can't escape the cold. But it, it, the problem is, you could have. That that's the problem. Is that it? Just, just the state wasn't prepared. I honestly think it was a big fuck you to all those people from California that moved over to Texas, man. To the, <laughs> people like our rival Joe Rogan. Our rival. Like, oh, I'm moving to Austin. Yeah, it's so much better there. Well, fuck you, Joe Rogan. I don't. I don't understand <laughs> what was wrong with Texas. They could have just gone to, to Mexico. Wow. Um, <laughs> oof. Wow. Oh, bloody. <laughs> The views expressed by Gilbert Diaz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, uh, hey, man, it showed a hey, lot listen, of um, inefficiencies. Inefficiencies. It showed true colors of some individuals, and yep. you know, it, it's well, it's these situations that always bring out the best and worst in people. Yeah, you know, and and you see what they're really capable but, of, and what kind of leaders people can be. But look, what, what, you know? just like just like every disaster, we've seen it firsthand in Florida with with uh, with hurricanes. It's what you don't hear, unfortunately, is all the good people that there were, like people that were that did have power, that did have power and water taking in people that they didn't even know, you know, like my, my mattress Mac, mattress Mac, bro, that guy yeah. opening his stores to everybody. Fuck yeah, I love that guy, bro. Yeah, and, and man, shout out to the people in Houston because you guys, like, you had to go, you you get really bad hurricanes, really bad flooding, and you're getting this polar <laughs> vortex. Man, like Houston's become the new South Florida. Yo, it's so bad. Some man. things I, happen I, where like, like the universe has forgiven South Florida and said, you know what, Houston, here. Houston and Louisiana need some shit now. Yeah. Like they're fucking gay. Like I don't get it. We're no longer. I, I, I'm not complaining, but fuck, dude. Yeah, no, we're. You know what? Again, I was lucky. I was in good company. Oh, it was man. cold. I had, you know, I had two, I, and Marcel too. Shout out to Marcel because he he checked on me too. But uh, I'm happy I didn't get eaten, like Eric said. Uh, he, dodge he, one. I dodged one. I dodged one. But uh, <laughs> I got me showing up with like a nub to the to the part to the podcast. No, but we're uh, it was eating is not fun, dude. Experience that, have you? Not alive. Okay, good. But. Uh, <laughs> 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 but uh but no hey, look man shout out to all those people that are still dealing with with no power and water um you know hopefully everything gets taken care of soon austin got hit pretty bad too right didn't, didn't austin get hit pretty bad all, all of texas like from dallas all the way to houston it was bad it was, but i mean you people forget that days before leading into that storm you had the 120 car pile up and in Fort oh, Worth, that was crazy, right? In Fort Worth and Austin, you had another one that was twenty something plus cars. You know, it, it was they remember this is the same state that almost canceled the Super Bowl for like two inches of snow. So, 
you know, it, it, what, what was funny was uh, the people that I was with, I told them, you know, growing, you know, being a New Yorker, I told them what's funny is when you go from this cold to 40 degrees, 40 degrees feels hot. And, but you know, to go through that. And then all of a sudden you have these beautiful days of 70 degrees. And like Texas has the most, the, the most insane weather patterns I've ever seen. It's material when I, as fuck. Like, what the hell? I didn't know it was cold in Texas until you told me about it. I know it's not, it was naive as shit, but then all of a sudden it's no, it's snowing. Like, what the fuck? Dude, when, when I lived at, when I lived in Dallas, there was a day that it was, 80 degrees in the day, then there was a hailstorm, and then it snowed at night. All in one day. I've never, it's so temperamental. It's like, it's such a crazy fucking weather pattern that happens here. Hurricanes don't seem that bad. <laughs> Good the, the, for a hurricane. Yeah, the, the only thing I thought about was I'm complaining about a week of cold weather and no power, no water. And I told this to Eric. My mom went 52 days without power and water after Hurricane Maria in Puerto Rico. And then you know my mom's five. Yeah, but she could shit in the woods, dude. In the jungle. What are you? Where are you gonna shit in your parking like lot? <laughs> and do the do the butt crawl like a dog. Like. Fuck that, man. <laughs> yeah, no, but but hey, again, there's people that have it worse. I'm lucky, and uh, thank you for the good friends that I have. Um, All I kept thinking was how big your toilet, like how how high that mound of poop was. I didn't eat. That was <laughs> tactical. I have enough fat that I could that I could make it through. The worst part was actually, dude, is how thirsty I was. Like that was that. I'm like, fuck, I'm so. You thirsty. didn't try to eat the snow. You didn't try to take some, like shovel some snow and then bring it inside. And they say they say don't don't eat the yellow one. <laughs> that, that's that's what that's what they say. Oh boy! All right, fellas. All uh, right, much lo- love, everyone. Thank uh, you so much for listening. Yeah, yeah, love you guys. Thanks again. Happy to be back. Happy to record. And uh, again, bonus episode this week. So you get double the beat bodega. All right. We're out. Peace. Bye.